1: The Voice for Entrepreneurs and Small Business. Now, onto the show.
2: You're listening to the award-winning podcast, the ambitious entrepreneur show featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross.
1: And welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Episode 250 brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Scott. And I I forgot to ask how to pronounce your surname. Is it Baby or Bibi? How do you pronounce that, Scott? Bibi. Yes. Fantastic. fantastic. That's right. Fantastic. So, Scott is joining me on today's show. And he is the founder and he's also the head coach of mybusinessonpurpose.com. And he's also the host of Business on Purpose podcast. Love that. Scott and the BOP team, what they do is they liberate small business owners from the chaos of working in their business. They help them get their lives back by articulating and implementing intentional vision, mission and values. Systems and processes, so very important. Now on today's show, Scott is going to share why small business owners spend most of their time in chaos. Now if this sounds like you, be honest, you need to go and grab a pen and paper because I'm sure Scott is gonna share many insights that will help liberate you. He's also gonna talk about the first thing every small business owner can do to conquer small business chaos. This is around your vision story and also how small business owners can go draft their own vision story right now. Welcome to the show, Scott.
0: And Marie, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to to dive in. This is what we live every day, so I'm delighted to be able to talk about it.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. And I think uh, so many businesses, they may hear how important it is to uh, understand and define their vision, their mission, and their values, But they don't get any real, really any further than that, any clarity. And I think that that often, as we've said in the introduction here, and why you really love this area um, and helping other businesses to define this. This is the reason why they're struggling because they don't have that core central um, yeah, vision and, and mission to keep them focused. So, just share with us how did you get into starting business on, on purpose? Was it something that you saw a need in the industry and you decided, look, this is an area that we want to really plant our flag as and being experts in this area? How did that pan out for you?
0: Yeah, Anne Marie, the short response to that is yes, we saw a need, but not before we got pushed into the pool. And right. so, uh, the the short background of our story is uh, I, I graduated university, ended up going, going to theology school, studied there for three years, worked in business while I was a theology student, graduated, did uh, the most likely thing a theology student would do and go work for a mega multinational pharmaceutical company. and So I did that for a couple of years. I then left that after a couple of years because I was really trying to balance kind of work and faith and how all of that merged together. And I ended up working within the church setting for about five or six years, mm-hmm. and then went back to work for Pfizer. Just kind of this constant pendulum of trying to figure out these two these two things, which I thought were competing. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand they're very complementary, and then did that for another uh, six years or so. And while we were doing that, was actually volunteering in Nigeria. And so wow. back in 2006 we started going in and out of Nigeria. In fact, my wife and youngest son just landed there yesterday at the time of this recording. And so we're still very much involved uh, Mm -hmm. with our friends and our work over in Nigeria. What that led me to do was to leave Pfizer and in 2013, uh, become the international administrator for a very small faith-based non-governmental working in Nigeria. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: it's the group we had volunteered with for years and years and years. And I was directly answerable to the board. And so in my two-year tenure there, this group that I've been volunteering with for years, uh, there were nine members of the American board, and fundamentally there was kind of a a board takeover uh, by one of the nine members, which led the other eight to resign on the spot on February 27, 2015, and that meant they dissolved my role because I was directly responsible to them. Mm -hmm. And so I left a Texas boardroom at noon on February 27, 2015, totally unemployed. And uh, completely kind of shocked at the events and what's happened. There have been uh, kind of ruminations going on for a couple of months, but no way did I see it like that. So that was the impetus to uh, To kind of allow my eyes to be open and mm-hmm. to give me eyes to see what are the needs out there based on the skill set and the narrow brilliance that I have. Mm. And that's where these two things collided.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, and sometimes, and I've, I have another uh, podcast, and I, I'm going to speak to you about coming on that, called the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. And, uh, you know, as we say in that, you know, often God works in mysterious ways. And it can be and sometimes the closing down of a business or a failure in a business, or, you know, if you're employed um, – Uh, restructuring in the corporate arena that has you kind of thinking oh well uh, that was just so unexpected but can often be because that door is closing and an incredible opportunity awaits you so uh, I love that you've been able to combine that so let's dive in many business owners as you would know and I hear this all the time they are in chaos they feel like they're on a you know a never-ending to-do list and it just never gets uh, any smaller so why is it that small business owners why do they do that
0: oh my gosh we've i'm literally writing a book right now and i am personifying chaos in the book throughout Mm. the book i'm talking about chaos as if it's a person and we have to think about chaos this is not just some kind of bystander that's lingering out there chaos is something that is actively trying to disrupt it's Mm. actively trying to destroy. And so what happens if we don't put things as small business owners in place to conquer that, to counteract that, to be liberated from that, chaos is not going away. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you can dominate and throw in the trash and leave it to be and put it out to pasture. Chaos is always going to be around you. And what ends up happening is when small business owners get into small business, they do it for a few different reasons. It could be they have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. It could be like my situation where I was kind of pushed into it it could be, ah, this is a pretty novel idea. And when we get into it, it give you about one to six weeks and you wake up one day and go, oh my gosh, this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Like this is really, really hard. You know, I got a couple of clients that was exciting. I got to do a project that was exciting, but now I got to do bookkeeping and I got to do retain taxes and I've got to, and, and you go down the line. Mm-hmm. And once all of that begins to mount up, you look at it, it's a mountain and, you, and, and it's almost like your mind just shuts down yes. and goes, okay, all I'm going to do is try to get to the next gig, the next gig, the next gig. And we become freelancers instead of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And when we have that mind of a freelancer, where we're just kind of rogue and gypsy, like floating around, we don't do the hard work of mm-hmm. drilling down and really figuring out not only the vision, the mission, the values, mm-hmm. which we can talk about in articulation later, but also the hard work of systems and processes really yes. holding to those things.
1: Yeah, a lot of the uh, entrepreneurs that I speak with, they are creators. So the word itself, systems and processes, or both those words, kind of has them freaking out and going, oh, don't talk to me about those restrictive uh, systems." But in actuality, look, it may take a little time to to nut out and get into to place. But once it's there, that gives them, it opens them up to so much more freedom and flexibility because you know that there's certain things that are just going to get done. So I, I put that in there. But let's talk about the very first thing because firstly, you really have to know where you are heading and this is the vision story. So mm. what, is, what is it that you often see business struggle with as the reason why they don't really take the time to sit down and, and really define what is our vision?
0: Mm. And marie I'm going to make one statement off something you just said Mm. and then dive into the vision story. Restrictive boundaries create freedom.
2: Mm. We
0: don't normally look at it that way. Restrictive boundaries create freedom. My favorite metaphor on this is LeBron James. Mm -hmm. LeBron James will never be LeBron James unless somebody – drew a basketball court and a boundary around that court if there was no basketball court and boundary around that court LeBron James would never be LeBron James so restrictive boundaries really do bring freedom Mm -hmm. now how do we align ourselves to be able to kind of dive into that freedom and set ourselves up for that that's the vision story Mm -hmm. the challenge of the vision story and it becomes kind of an eye roll when we talk about vision story mission core values yeah Scott we've done that it's in a binder it's on a shelf we never looked at it Well, the reason that it doesn't work is because it's in a binder on a shelf, and if it's in a binder on a shelf, then it's not being reviewed. It's not being looked at. It's not being talked about, Mm -hmm. and so what a vision story is, it's not a paragraph on a plaque that talks about kind of these ethereal platitudes of cushy kind of unicorn-like jelly bean scenarios. A vision story is something that is detailed. In fact, we call it a detailed, a future, a detailed future snapshot of your business. Mm -hmm. And so we want to see your business out there. And I want to see what the detail of out there looks like. Mm -hmm. Because once I see that detail, Anne Marie, now I get to make the decision as a stakeholder in the business, either an employee or a customer, if that's a vision I want to run to or not. Mm -hmm. And so there is an old, old uh, discussion that took place in Jewish antiquity, that I actually studied in seminary, and it was a discussion, as it said, between God and this prophet named Habakkuk, so this mm-hmm. Jewish prophet. And the, the prophet's kind of whining. He's groping a little bit. And finally, it's as if God has enough and just says, I want you to write the vision down so that those who read it may run. Mm. Write the vision down so that those who read it may run. And the power of that is when we literally write the vision down. I'm talking about with a pen and a paper mm-hmm. or a Google Doc or something what it allows people to do is run two ways. They can either run towards your vision or they can elect to run away from your vision. Mm -hmm. And so when we articulate that, we're actually doing great service to the people that we get to work with Mm -hmm. and not only ourselves, but it's got to be detailed. And it's usually... Uh, two to six pages of detail
1: yes what I love about that too about you know attracting uh, stakeholders and your ideal clients and then also deterring those so you don't want to do your best well you can't do your best well because their values are different what it also does and I think a lot of businesses now need to realize if they have not yet already is that as you're growing your business there's no way you can do this all yourself so you need staff And millennials are very much aligning themselves with businesses who have similar causes, similar values that are important to them. So as a business, if we're not able to not only define it, but live it each and every day in our actions, interactions, the work that we do, then that's gonna be apparent and we're gonna find that uh, our team members don't wanna stay around long because we're just not living those core values. Is that something you're starting to recognize that businesses now thankfully are seeing just how important it is to not just define it, but actually live it out day by day?
0: Yeah, we actually have our small business owners embed their mission and values in their weekly team meetings. And so Mm -hmm. every weekly team meeting starts with a story about how one of the team members either saw them live out their mission and the values or where they maybe had missed it Mm -hmm. this past week. Hey, we missed an opportunity to do that. But I'll tell you a quick story. We had a a client here locally, um, a custom home builder, and they had a superintendent and uh, they've got about five superintendents, but this one superintendent came on board about a year ago. And just a couple of months ago started getting opportunities to go off and do kind of a bigger contract, sort of his own thing, but working with an entity, it sounded like, you know, kind of the unicorn Mm -hmm. pie in the sky sort of thing. And that superintendent ended up leaving the company. Yeah. 24 hours later called back and said, can I fight to get my job back? And when they sat down and talked about it, the answer was not yes, right away, by the way, uh, even though this was an incredibly talented superintendent, but they sat down and really walked through it. And what the superintendent came back and said was, I realize I have left a company with vision and with purpose, and I've gone to work with an entity that has no idea where they're going. Mm. And he was going to make more money at the other entity. And so what we're finding, to your point, Marie, about millennials, mm. it's not about money. In fact, I would argue that even if we work our way up the chronological uh, step ladder to even say uh, those that, that are my age, the boomers, it's not about money all the way up it's not about money it's about this inherent value waking up out of bed and going hey what i'm going to be implementing today whether it's data entry or taking the trash out Am I doing it for a greater vision that I can believe in and really get behind? And as long as I've got my needs met, then I'm good.
1: It's so true. One of the things that um, I recall many years ago when I was working in the career industry as a career uh, strategist, a lot of uh, employees would come to me because they were unhappy in their role and unfulfilled. It was not meaningful anymore. And often what would happen is there would be a shift. They went for a role that they absolutely loved and they said, I don't know what happened, but we can track it back to the change in management. And the new management team coming in changed the corporate values. Sometimes not even knowing so, and that was because they didn't live it out. They didn't breathe it. Uh, it you know, it wasn't part of the the company um, spirit, if you will. And. Start left, and I think when businesses, leaders of businesses, our, our, us as leaders in our business, recognize just how important it is, and that money, no amount of money that you throw at someone, is going to help that fulfillment and that meaning come back to them. And yeah, and it goes back to what you're saying, values and vision and living them out. Let's talk about what are the, if someone's listening or watching today and thinking, all right, we we can really see and honestly that we haven't spent as much time as we should have on this. What's a great place for them to start? Start really formulating this.
0: Yeah, so there's seven categories that we lay out for this. Um, And Anne-Marie, I don't wanna make this more magical than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. The best place to start is your calendar. Go to your calendar, and you've got to set aside one to two hours to really sit down and drill down on this Mm. without the distractions of cell phones, without the dinging notifications of those silly emails that come, without any of that stuff. Turn it off. Get that stuff out of there. Those are distractions, and chaos loves distractions. And so we've we've got to physically turn that stuff off, physically write down on our calendar, and physically sit down and begin to talk about this. And so we laid out in seven seven categories and I'll I'll give you a place where people can go get the seven categories. Mm -hmm. So it's real easy to remember, but here are the seven. Number one is the term of your vision story. How far out do you see? Is it 18 months? Is it three years? Is it six years? Experientially, we've seen that most people can operate within 18 months to Mm -hmm. six years, somewhere in that range. Anything beyond that's way too far. Anything shorter than that is really goal setting and strategic. And so we've got to look at kind of that 18 months and now. The second is your family and freedom section. You need to have an entire section of your vision devoted to what you see with your family and with your own personal freedom before we ever talk about money, product, team, culture, any of that. I want to know where do you want to go? Because you've got to build a business that helps facilitate you getting to that point. The third element is the financial, and we start with profit, not revenue, because I really don't care what your revenue is. Um, What I'm keenly interested in is uh, what are your operating expenses and what's your profit at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you've got profit there, we've got businesses that are bringing in four to $500,000 annual revenue, Mm -hmm. and they're walking away with 50 to $75,000 of profit. We've got other businesses that are bringing in two to $5 million of revenue, and they're bringing in 50 to $70,000 of profit. I'm really interested in your profit, not your revenue. And so we start with the profit, and that back ends us into your revenue, and your profit will answer, What do you need to fund your family and your freedom in that amount of time? So they're Mm -hmm. starting to build on each other. Mm -hmm. The third area is the product. What product or products and services are you going to need to implement in the business to bring in the finances to fund your family and freedom in that amount of time? The fifth category is your team. What is that team going to have to look like Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to support the products and services to drive the revenue for the family and freedom in that amount of time? And then, what does your customer look like? We've got to know what they look like, you know, typical customer avatar. So you really walk that out. And I also not only want to know what they look like, I want to know what your customer doesn't look like.
2: Mm. We
0: need to we need to lay that out clear. What what's a, what's not a good fit for you? And then the final category, the seventh, is the culture category. When people talk about your business 18 months from now or three years from now, what are the phrases you want to hear them say? And I and be honest. And write that stuff out. And by the time you get done with that, you have got a document so rich with with vision, so rich with story Mm -hmm. that's out there. Now, it's only ever about 90 to 95% complete, so it's never 100% complete because tomorrow you're going to wake up and have more information than you had today. And so you might tweak it. And so we tweak ours every few months. Uh, I think we're on version 3.3 or something Mm -hmm. like that right now (laughs) of our latest vision. But we're constantly going back. tweaking it and updating it
1: yeah I love those and how one really fits in or or supports another and 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 I I would imagine as you're starting to work through that it is done sequentially and for a purpose because often what happens when we we say well it's not really working we can then backtrack and say well that's because we haven't spent enough time and really clarified around say family because if we don't get that family or we don't get the time specific all right. Then it's very difficult then for us to solidify the next because if the you know it's like building foundations. Is that correct? Each one we need to to be clear on, uh, so that that becomes a foundation for the next. Yes. Is yes. That what I'm we've hearing? gone through mm. this
0: process hundreds of times. And the first few times we we just kind of did it haphazard. We brought some of this information in and back ended this, and what we've found is you could have uh, the best culture intentions in the world. You could have the most sought after product in the world, but mm-hmm. if you never see your family mm-hmm. and if you're always working and never having time for what matters most, then what's the point? Yes. And so that's why we go into this purpose mindset and how we've laid that out. So mm-hmm. really following those sequentially, yeah. you can do them any way you want. Uh, in fact, if, if I had to choose between you doing it any way you want and not doing it at all, then I'll take the any way you want. Yes. Uh, but we prefer sequentially following this order because it, kind of follows the order of purpose and how we think in our minds
1: yeah Scott you were saying that you are around about the, the, the change or the evolution of your vision statement about 3.3 3. are you finding that as your business evolves you're changing most of those each of the seven or has there been one or two of those particular areas that you're finding cha- are changing as you you're growing your business?
0: And marie I've never been asked that question. As I think back in kind of an informal audit in my head, what I would tell you is that the product and the financial sections will probably change the most, or at mm. least they have in our case. Because ultimately, the culture, the family freedom, those things that we laid out uh, three and a half years ago, mm. those are things that, that were real core convictions for us. Now, I will say that I think our family freedom section has evolved some as well. And a lot of that, Anne-Marie, has to do with mindset. When we mm. started the business, my mindset was this big. And as time has gone on, my mindset has increased and our capacity and capability and what we're capable of has increased with it. So I would say that that section has changed as well. Yes. Uh, but a lot of times, the who you want to work with and the culture you want to build, those are things that are probably not going to change as much.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, I, the reason I ask that is, is obviously when b- businesses are starting, uh out in in their um, business endeavors, versus six months down, twelve months down, as they're starting to evolve. Then yeah, absolutely, as you say, there's there's an expansion of mindset, there's an expansion of um, opportunities, and sometimes that re- then requires uh, tweaking. And so it's an, a living document. Then, as you said, it's not a document that you file and put in the in a in a you know on your bookshelf. It's a living document that continues to grow and evolve as the business grows and evolves. You mentioned something earlier and I wanted to just ask around systems and around processes. So if I'm hearing you correctly, once we get really clear on this, then we can start to design, what are some systems and processes to help? Now, I imagine that there are many different processes, many different systems to put in place. What would you say in your experience are some of the key systems and processes we have to have in place to help us to grow? And grow in a in a way that's not going to continue to cause us chaos
0: Anne marie you laying this out chronologically is important so talking about the vision first is crucial because mm. you could have brilliant brilliant world-class processes but brilliant world-class processes with no vision is like having a ferrari in the garage with no destination to go mm. i mean what's the point we're going to get the ferrari and just drive and eventually we'll just run out of gas and so we want the Ferrari. I definitely want the Ferrari, but I also want a destination to complement that Ferrari. So once we get the destination clear, because here's the other thing about a Ferrari. If your destination is the top of a mountain, you don't want a Ferrari. No. You, want, you want a 4 by 4 And yeah. so the process will be determined by the destination that you lay out in the vision. And so a lot of times what happens is people will dive into process. They'll do a great job with process, and they wake up and go, chaos is still bombarding me. What's mm-hmm. going on? Well, your process doesn't match your vision because your vision is not written out. And so once we get to that point, here's typically how we lay out systems and processes. And we do have defining elements of each. Systems are really those three, four, or five major bucket categories within every business. For instance, administration. Just about every business we've worked with has an administrative system. Mm -hmm. Uh, The majority of businesses we work with either have a marketing or a sales or a marketing and sales system. Uh, Most businesses have some sort of deliverable system operations. For us, it's coaching. Mm -hmm. It's literally called our coaching system. And so we've got that articulated out. So you can look into your business and pretty quick determine. Mm -hmm. We try to err on the side of three to four. Very rarely in much larger businesses, you might have five. Mm -hmm. And in very rare situations, you'll have six, but usually not. Mm -hmm. Uh, The human body has 11 systems, so you need to do less than 11 because the most complicated organism on earth only takes 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we try to keep it to three, four, Mm. or five. And then underneath that, so let's take the administrative system. Every business has that. You're going to have the processes that reside within that system. So, Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'll just ask you. We'll do this kind of as a role play. The administrative system within any given business, Anne-Marie, as you think about administration, what are some of the key processes that you could see being pulled out of that so that we could articulate and hand those off to other people
1: yeah well if I think about in, in my um, business it is all to do with what will we'll take podcasting some of the the processes would be around organizing guests getting information from them the steps to take booking in and all that kind of stuff otherwise that becomes absolute chaos so there's absolute tasks within that all the processes as we're talking that helps that all run smoothly
0: so the let's just call it the guest process or the yeah. guest acquisition process so mm-hmm. that would if you can literally think of it as kind of a box flowchart, you would have at the top administration and then underneath would be guest acquisition mm-hmm. or guest relations or whatever you want to call it another one would be accounting yeah. uh, or if you wanted to get more granular accounts receivable accounts payable mm-hmm. payroll those sorts of things all of those are processes yes. within the larger system of administration. And so that's how we break it down. Yeah. And we, we encourage small business owners to have what we call a master process roadmap. All it is, and you can do this on, on a, uh, on Google draw, whatever mind map, mm. if you want to, whatever you want to use, uh, some graphical layout, but literally you put your three or four system blocks at the top and then you put blocks underneath and start filling them out with process. Yeah, And so you'll have an administrative block and then you'll have your guest relations accounts receivable mm-hmm. accounts payable. And if you really want to get advanced and do this in Google Drive, you can do that on Google Draw and then create a document, step-by-step approach on how to do accounts payable Mm -hmm. and take that document and link it to that box. And now every box has a link to a document or you can use a video to um, screen capture, Mm -hmm. Zoom, whatever you want to use to capture that if you actually want to do it on the computer. So it's very very simplistic, yeah. but it takes a lot of time and intentionality, mm-hmm. which is why a weekly schedule is so crucial and putting those boundaries around yourself during the week.
1: Yeah. What I I think is 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 just important is to get started. And if we take it, if we look at it from the big picture of all of the different systems that we have to put in place, well, you we say between 3 and 5, keep it, you know, keep it uh, streamlined and then the processes which fit underneath that is just do one at a time. Get you know if, if there's that's something it. that you're working on, that's what I tend to do. If there's a task that I want to train someone else in, I'll map that out myself, step it out because I know what needs to be done, document it, and I do it on the on Google Drive and Google Docs. The reason being is sometimes if you do it on your hard drive and then you chain and, and save different documents here or there, you do know, which is the updated one. So keep it yeah. all in one place. And then your team, which, because as we know now, as business owners, we can hire, uh, don't necessarily need to hire a team that is in the same location. If you've got one easy accessible uh, place to go, that makes it just, and just start. As you said, just start. And then sooner uh, than later, you'll actually find this is what I find. Um, it actually becomes fun. Okay, that's done, and then the process is running smoothly, <laughs> and and team are doing things. You go, this actually works, and then you get the. I'm next so glad you said thing. that,
0: Emory. I get made fun of constantly. My life is constantly being made fun of because I geek out over that stuff. Oh, do you? So Oh, me it's too. Great to hear somebody who like gets excited. Yes, we offloaded a process.
1: You know what, I think I must hang out with a lot of people that geek out on processes because we love it. That's right. That's a. You know, there's nothing more, I think, um, meaningful than allowing your team to take charge of what they're doing. They have the steps. And again, from my background in HR and, and leadership, team leadership, uh, one of the most, um, not soul destroying, but, but that you take away from your team is if you don't allow them to know what they're doing. Because then they can own it. They can, you know, they know the steps that they need to do. But then they can do it in a way that they love to do it, and it empowers them. It, actually, that's the word. There's nothing more disempowering mm-hmm. as a leader of a business, but not allowing your team to show up and do the best work because they don't really know what they're supposed to be doing, and it's haphazard. And um, that—that's a. a not a very great way to to build a, a business. Gosh we could probably talk about this um, for another hour and geek out on it but what I'm gonna do uh, Scott is get, give you an opportunity just to share a little bit more about um, how you can support ambitious entrepreneurs but also what's the best way for them to connect with you?
0: Well we have taken our, uh, we, we decided not to do kind of a PDF or anything We mm-hmm. we wanted to take something that we use on a daily basis with our heroic small business owners and just lay it out there. And so we talk about vision constantly. We have taken our entire vision tutorial. It's about 20 minutes long, along with the vision template. There is nothing cut out of it. It is completely involved. It's everything we do in walking through the first step with heroic small business owners. And it is up on a website, and you can go get it. All you've got to do is go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. So mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. Put in your email, and boom, it'll pop right up. Uh, you don't have to wait for other emails to get nothing. It's just if you're ready to do it, you will have to set aside. The, the, the one thing we ask, uh, because we're willing to put that up there, if you're not willing to commit two to three hours to drawing out your vision story, please don't go download it. That's the only thing that we ask because we put ourselves out there. We want to ask you to commit to go do that as well. So mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision if you're serious about getting started on that.
1: Fantastic, and you know it's uh, now in Australia. July is uh, the first month of the financial year. We have a financial year that goes from July to June. So for any business, particularly if you are in Australia, and I know we've got you know people from all over the world, this is such a good time to yes. really knuckle knuckle down, and get clear on this. If this is not something that you've done, because as we've said, it's like going on holiday. I mean, how often do we spend so much time planning our holiday? Where are we going to go? How are we Going to get there. What are we going to do? You're running a business. You need to take your business as seriously as you do. You know, without the business, planning. there
0: is no holiday. Exactly. So you better, you better plan the business first.
1: <laughs> exactly. So very important. So mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision thanks so much for coming on the show Uh, i've enjoyed it's i can never talk too much about systems and processes because (laughs) people talk about scaling business and scaling this scaling that you can't scale if you don't have these key things in place so uh, it's an important conversation to have so thanks once again for coming on the show
0: Anne marie thank you i know how much work it is to do a podcast so thank you for sharing your stage with me i'm very very humbled by that so hopefully this will help somebody
2: absolutely i'm sure it will You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c com.